What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. In 2022, U.S. police murdered 1,096 people. According to the Washington Post, this year, law enforcement has killed 322 folks. That is an increase of 29 people since last week's roundup. And we don't even know most of their names. There were no marches, rallies, rebellions, or hashtags. For them, most of their families grieved in silence and solitude. It's critical to understand that police murders are just the tip of an egregious iceberg of transgressions against our people. Law enforcement serves as a militarized occupying army in our communities and neighborhoods. They racially profile, sexually assault, and wrongfully incarcerate our folks on the daily. If we don't know what's happening, then we can't fight back. We can't adequately organize a response. So every week on Law & Disorder, we kick off our Thursdays with a roundup of news related to state violence. We hope this segment serves to expose, agitate, and build. This is the State Terror Roundup for the week of April 24th, 2023. I can't breathe. Those were the last words of Reginald Reggie Payne and the words that five Sacramento firefighters ignored as they stood by while police officers held Reggie face down in a dangerous position that led to his death. Apparently, it's a no-no in Sacramento to stand by and watch someone get murdered, and the word is the firefighters violated city protocols and training by doing so. The city in June fired Captain Jeffrey Scott Klein, who was in charge of responding to the medical call. But before Klein was fired, during the investigation, he received over $138,849 while on paid leave. And this, ladies, gentlemen, and humans, is what I mean by they get a paid vacation when they kill us. What's more, depending on the outcome of arbitration next month, Klein may get his job back. The remaining four other firefighters and three police officers kept their jobs. Firefighters responded to the February 2020 call when Reggie's mother requested a glucose shot for her son who was suffering a diabetic emergency. She didn't call because she felt unsafe. She didn't call because anyone was being violent. She called for medical help. When the firefighters arrived, they reported that Payne was flailing, acting irrationally, and exposed himself to them. Had these folks had APTP's mental health first training, they would have known that low glucose can cause folks to act irrationally. There are actually several illnesses that present themselves as mental health crises, but they didn't have that MH1 training, so what do they do? call the police to restrain him so they could administer the shot. The three officers arrived and handcuffed Reggie with his hands behind his back so he was laying face down in the dangerous so-called prone position. The position is against paramedic training, but the firefighters did not intervene even after Payne screamed he couldn't breathe and became unresponsive. A report about the murder noted, quote, approximately 55 seconds after being handcuffed, Payne shouted, I can't breathe, mama, daddy, end quote source the Sacramento Bee. And in more useless policy news, California Governor Gavin Newsom is directing the California Highway Patrol and National Guard to assist San Francisco authorities in combating the fentanyl crisis in the city. The two agencies will partner with local police and the district attorney's office, that would be Brooke Jenkins, to attempt to stem trafficking of the deadly synthetic opioid. The four agencies are expected to, quote-unquote, crack down on crimes linked to fentanyl and increase law enforcement presence in public areas. Oh, yay. 
However, Newsom's office vowed that the operation will not target those with drug addictions and instead focus on drug suppliers and traffickers. He vows, does he? That is literally laughable. The California Highway Patrol will assist local police and drug trafficking enforcement in key areas of the city, including the Tenderloin, where Mayor London Breed declared a state of emergency in December 2021 over crime and drug overdoses. Tenderloin is also where the majority of the people of color who are actually left in the gentrified tech mecca have been pushed. Newsom's announcement, surprise, surprise, did not include details on the number of personnel involved, funding, and what enforcement will look like. No mention of funding, y'all, but we know this means more money for failed policy and more tormenting and torturing of the folks of color, and the SFPD is going to get paid to do it. The first war on drugs was a disaster. We should all be bracing ourselves for the disaster this next one will be. Source, NPR. Prisoners caged at Barton Jail in Kansas ended a hunger strike on Monday after winning a number of concrete promises and concessions from the Barton Jail administration, including more frequent mail and formal permission to send mail within the institution, yard time at least three times a week, smudging at least three times a week, regular razors, regular new bedding. Lockup has been moved to 8 p.m. instead of 7.30. During lockdown days when they are short-staffed, folks will be out of their cells for half a day rather than locked up the whole day. They want access to equipment for haircuts so they can look presentable at court. The Barton Prisoner Solidarity Project is calling on the jail administration to stop reprisals against organizers, which has already been happening. Prisoners have communicated that if the jail administration doesn't follow through on their commitments, they are ready to act again. When prisoners act together and those of us outside show our solidarity, the prison listens. Direct action gets the goods. Source Barton Prisoner Solidarity Project. A $30 million lawsuit against the city of Dauphin alleges officers used excessive force when they murdered DeWard Baker, who police shot two years ago. Next of kin, Curling Hodge filed the suit in federal court last week. She alleges the officers shot Baker multiple times about eight to ten blocks from where one of them had pulled him over during a traffic stop in April 2021. Another traffic stop, another murder. The time to get cops out of traffic is now. We are busy building a coalition to do just that in the state of California. You can follow APTP Socials to learn more. Source News 4. The NAACP is responding to the Governor Tate Reeves signing of House Bill 1020 and Senate Bill 2343 in Mississippi by filing a lawsuit. The NAACP Office of General Counsel in Covington and Burlington LLP filed the lawsuit the United States District Court for the Southern District of Mississippi on behalf of Jackson residents. Under the new bills, Capitol Police are now the primary law enforcers with the expanded Capitol Complex Improvement District, which has expanded to include much of downtown Jackson and Shop areas along Interstate 55. There's extra money to hire and support 150 police officers on the Capitol Police State staff. There's money for two additional assistant district attorneys and a criminal investigator in Hines County. There is also money to hire three more public defenders. Where's the money for housing, education, living wage, job programs, mental health, and trauma supports? Hmm. The amount of time a person must spend in prison if he or she runs from law enforcement was also increased along with longer sentences for carjacking. NAACP President and CEO Derek Johnson said increasing state control is an attempt to, quote, increase policing, install undemocratically appointed judges, and infringe on the constitutional right to protest is simultaneously irresponsible and dangerous. The governor responded to the 
lawsuit on Twitter by saying, quote, Derek Johnson, Democrat politicians, and the defund police activists may be willing to stand by and do nothing. I am not. Families in Jackson are begging for help restoring law and order to a city that desperately needs it. So we're going to do everything we can to help them, end quote. I want you all to pay attention, and we will certainly be ringing the alarm bells on this show. But as we move further into the presidential election season, the law and order drumbeat is sure to become deafening, especially with folks like DeSantis and the Orange Dude dominating the mainstream media headlines. Source, WCBI. Folks may remember that as the trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, who murdered George Floyd, was happening, a young man, Dante Wright, was pulled over for having an air freshener hanging from his car mirror and murdered. The cop who killed him was a veteran of the force and a training officer. Due to the public pressure already in the streets, the killer cop, Kimberly Potter, was arrested, tried, and convicted. Folks may also remember that killer Kimberly used the Meserly defense, saying she thought she was using her ta taser. The world laughed, and Ms. Potter went to prison. But not for long, y'all. Potter has been released from prison after serving just 16 months of a two-year sentence. She will be on supervised release for the remaining third of her sentence, which expires in December. Source, ABC 7 News. This has been the State Terror Roundup for the week of April 24th, 2023. State Terror Roundup soundtrack provided by Coffee Brown, an Oakland musician, singer, and songwriter who's been a force in the Bay Area hip-hop and soul scene since the early 1990s. You can check her out at kofybrown.com and her website and socials are linked from our site at kpfa.org. A shout-out to my producer, Jesse Strauss, for helping me curate the content for this segment. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox High. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.